letters thirty one to thirty five of series two of the letters of john huss by emile de bonachose translated by campbell mackenzie this librivox recording is in the public domain letters thirty one to thirty five letter thirty one john huss relates with what horror and rage he was greeted by the council i master john huss in hope servant of christ and ardently desiring that believers in christ may not when i shall have ceased to live find in my death an opportunity for scandal and look on me as an obstinate heretic do take to witness jesus christ for the sake of whose word i have wished to die and i leave in writing the remembrance of these things for the friends of truth i had often declared both in private in public and before the council that i would consent to an inquiry and would submit myself to instruction abjuration and punishment if it was demonstrated to me that i had written taught or disseminated anything contrary to the truth but fifty doctors who stated that they were deputed by the council having been frequently corrected by me and even in public for having falsely extracted articles from my works refused me any private explanation and declared that they would not confer with me saying you ought to submit yourself to the decision of the council and the council mocked when in the public audience i quoted the words of christ and the holy doctors at one time they reproached me with misunderstanding them and at another the doctors insulted me an english doctor who had already said to me in private that wycliffe had wished to annihilate all science and had filled his books and his logic with errors began to discourse on the multiplication of the body of christ in the consecrated host and as his arguments were weak he was told to be silent then he cried out this man deceives the council take care that the council be not led into error as it was by beringer when he was silent another discussed noisily concerning the created and common essence all began to clamor against him i then demanded that he might be heard and said to him you argue well i will answer you most willingly he also broke down and he added in a sullen voice this man is a heretic then signor wenceslas duba john Nechlum, and peter the notary valiant champions and friends of the truth know what clamors what unworthy raillery and blasphemies were poured upon me in this assembly stunned by so much noise i said i thought there was to be found in this council more decency more piety and more discipline all then began to listen for the emperor had commanded silence to be observed the cardinal who presided said to me you spoke more humbly in your prison i answered it is true for then no one clamored against me and now they are all vociferous he added will you submit to an investigation 
I consent to it, replied I, within the limits which I have fixed. Take this for the result of the inquiry, resumed the cardinal, that the doctors have declared the articles extracted from your books to be errors, which you ought to efface in abjuring those already testified against you by witnesses. The emperor afterwards said, this will soon be committed to writing for you, and you will answer it. Let that be done at the next audience, said the cardinal, and the sitting was closed. God knows how many trials I have suffered since. Letter 32 He complains that the Emperor Sigismund had treated him with less prudence than Pontius Pilate did Jesus Christ. Salutation in Jesus Christ. What I am informed by Peter affords me pleasure. I do not keep his letters, but destroy them immediately. Let not the sextarny be sent to me, for I fear the danger that might accrue to the messenger and some other persons. I still earnestly entreat that all our seigneurs may solicit collectively for me a last audience with the emperor. For since he told me at the council that an audience would shortly be granted me, in order that I might reply briefly in writing, it will be a shame for him should he violate the promise which he has given me. But I believe his word on this subject will be as stable and firm as in the safe conduct. Several persons warned me in Bohemia not to rely on his safe conduct. Others told me that Sigismund would deliver me up to my enemies, that Signor Mikest was one of these. Duvalki said to me, in the presence of Yesenitz, Master, regard it as a certainty that you will be condemned. I presume that he was aware of the emperor's intention. I thought the latter was well versed in the law of God and truth. I understand now that his wisdom is not great. He has condemned me before my enemies. Why has he not done like Pilate, who, after having heard the accusers, exclaimed, I find nothing to condemn in this man? If at least he had said, I have given him safe conduct, if he will not submit to the council, I will send him to the king of Bohemia, with your sentence and the testimonies in support of it, in order that he may be judged by this prince and his clergy. Sigismund, in fact, intimated to me by Leffel and others of his intention to grant me an audience whenever it might be necessary, and of his resolution to save me from all danger, should I not submit to the judgment. Letter 23. To His Friends. He relates the frightful visions which diversely affected him, although events have confirmed the truth of all his dreams. The Lord be with you. The warning of the Lord is more precious to me than gold and topaz. I hope, then, in the mercy of Jesus Christ, that he will grant me his spirit, that I may hold fast in the truth. Pray to the Lord, for the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. May the Almighty God be the reward of my well-beloved nobles, 
who with a constant, fervent, and faithful heart persevere in justice. God will enable them to know the truth in the kingdom of Bohemia. But that they may cling to it, it is necessary that they return to Bohemia, forgetting vain glory in order to attach themselves to a king who is neither mortal nor subject to our miseries, but who is the king of glory, giving eternal life. Oh, with what sweet pleasure did I press the hand of Signor John, who did not blush to offer it to me, an unfortunate man, to me a heretic in chains, despised and loudly condemned by all. I shall not much longer hold discourse with you. Salute, therefore, our faithful Bohemians. Pallets came to visit me in prison and accosted me in my deep distress by telling me in the presence of commissioners that since the birth of Christ there had risen no heretic more dangerous than Wycliffe and myself. He further declared that all those who have listened to my preachings are infected with this heresy, which consists in affirming that the material bread remains in the sacrament of the altar. Oh! Pallets, I answered, how cruel are these words, and how much thou sinnest against me! I am about to die. Perhaps when I rise from my bed I shall be conducted to the stake. What reward will they give thee in Bohemia? I should have perhaps abstained from writing these things, for fear of appearing to hate them. I have oh, ever kept in mind these words. Put not your trust in princes. And this other text, which says, Cursed is he who trusts in man only. Be prudent, for the sake of God, whether you should remain in this place, or whether you return. Do not carry about you any of my letters, but disperse my writings amongst all our friends. Learn that I have had a great combat to sustain, in not wondering at my dreams. I dreamed of the Pope's evasion before it took place, and after the event being related, I heard in the nighttime the Seigneur John say, The Pope will return to you. I have dreamed of Master Jerome's captivity, but not in what way it should occur, and likewise of the different prisons to which I should be conducted, such as they were afterwards assigned to me but without any particular details. A multitude of serpents often presented themselves before me, rolled up into a circle, the head forming the tail. I have seen many other things besides. I write this not that I consider myself a prophet or that I should exalt myself, but in order to tell you I have experienced both mental and bodily temptations, as well as great fear of transgressing the precepts of our Lord Jesus Christ. I think now of these words of Jerome, who said to me, If I go to Constance, I do not believe I shall return thence. A worthy shoemaker Andre Polonis said, whilst bidding me farewell, May God be with you. I can hardly hope that you will return safe and sound, very dear Master John. You who cling with so much force to truth, may the king 
not he of hungary but of heaven bestow on you his blessings for the true and excellent doctrines i have learned from you letter thirty four to the noble lord henry de chopec may god be with you noble henry i received your letter on the wednesday before the fete of st vitus and it caused a great joy although in prison and in the expectation of death i conjure you my dear lord to live according to god's law keeping in your soul those things which you have heard and learned of me if nevertheless some of them appear to you unworthy of being preserved reject them i hope however i have taught you nothing concerning our lord which was against the law of god i could write at great length on this subject but i will say in a few words keep the commandments of god be merciful unto the poor shun pride bear in mind these words remember what thou art what thou wert and what thou shalt be beloved lord keep me also in remembrance salute for me your noble wife your family and all my friends for i presume that before my death which is hastening on you will never see me more and this death i am ready for written on the fifth day before the festival of st vitus may god be with you my dear bohemians and with me for i am suffering for his word letter thirty five to a friend huss alludes to the hymn noted down on the parchment which he composed in bohemian for chopec you will forward the letter on parchment to the seigneur henry chopec i have kept it in my prison in remembrance of him and i compose this hymn during my leisure hours noble henry my faithful friend remember the words you have heard from me in order that you may obtain eternal glory remember what i have said unto you i am confident god will grant me his spirit that i may be enabled to support some temptations for his name's sake written the sunday before st vitus in the expectation of death End of letter 35 End of letters 31 to 35 of series 2 of the letters of John Huss by Emile de Bonachose Translated by Campbell Mackenzie